1: Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We're here today. We're going to talk a bit about being regulated. <laughs> All you Warren G fans are like, That's yes. just thinking, Mount up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're
0: also going to be talking about dysregulation. Like, what is that? Um, and we're going to be talking about your nervous system a little bit. So <laughs> it has nothing to do with with a gangster rap or hip hop <laughs> at all. Although if that's <laughs> what it takes to get you regulated, maybe it does. I don't know. Um, but we want to we want to talk more specifically about like what is being regulated? Why is that important for your mental health, physical health, relational health? Um, but before we do, Nathan's got a question. Yes, Nathan.
1: Yes, I just wanted to know, what is it that we're supposed to do as far as giving a review or something? Oh, I don't remember. yeah.
0: I mean, for people that are asking, because I know it's the first thing you think of, like, wow, these guys are already funny. Like one <laughs> one minute into the episode um, and this topic sounds amazing. I think I want to get ready to give them a five star review at the Apple podcast store or the Spotify podcast store. That's where they can go.
1: Oh, I didn't know that's where you went. Yes. I was wondering where you are.
0: (laughs) Please pull out your phone, Nathan. Nathan's, I don't know, (laughs) strange cousin. (laughs) Please uh, spit him out and let him join the episode. Um, But first, pull out your phone and head on over and leave us a five star review so that people can find us people know about us because nobody knows who we are unless you tell them so
1: only you do
0: (laughs) (laughs) only you know about us please help us (laughs) we're stuck in this microphone (laughs) we're stuck inside your phone and we need to get out yes please um thank you for supporting us and by listening and for leaving us those reviews um and giving us feedback honestly we've heard from a lot of people about what's helpful what's not helpful Uh, And so we just want to continue to provide content and go in directions that is going to be great for you guys. So this topic of regulating your body, like, first of all, like what, what does it even mean to be regulated or dysregulated? And how does that relate to your nervous system?
1: Yeah. So the first thing that my mind goes to, and this is kind of speaking more to the therapists out there is, man, I went, I went to a conference back in 2006 and this dude, Alan Shore, essentially wrote two books. One was called affect regulation and the other one was called affect dysregulation. And each one of those books was an inch and a half thick. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, a detail here. But essentially, dysregulation is occurring way more often than you could possibly imagine. It's happening to you right now as you're listening to my voice driving down the road. And you just saw that car and now you're nervous about it. I mean, your body is actually responding all the time to all kinds of things. So regulation would just basically mean that you're in a state of being okay. You feel okay. Your body feels okay, um, which we'll talk more about. And you're just open to the world. You know, dysregulation would be you're not okay. You probably know you're not okay. And um, you're super tense and you're closed off to the world.
0: Yeah. And the reason why this is important is because I think when a lot of people come into therapy, there's a lot of dysregulation going on. And a lot of times people aren't even having these conversations. It might be if you have a good therapist and if you have done some of this work on your own to recognize this, then you might even talk about this. You might bring it up and say, wow, I can really, you know, tell just by thinking about this or talking about this subject, I'm really feeling my body get dysregulated generally speaking, that's not the kind of thing that a lot of people do. They come in, they talk about whatever issues they have going on, maybe figure out what to do about it, come up with some homework, and work on doing those things. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can actually miss something that is going to get in the way of your effectiveness at doing that and the success of all that treatment if you're completely dysregulated. It's going to affect your ability to be effective, you know, in your own thinking, your problem solving, your communication, and then in your relationships as well. If whether it's just you on your own uh, coming to therapy and talking about some relationships, or if you and a family member or a partner are coming in and doing some like couples work, it's going to affect that as well. When your body is dysregulated, you're like you said, Nathan, you're not okay. But to expand on that a bit more. You're so like upset that you're not thinking clearly. You're more reactive. Um, You're not inviting, I guess, you know, openness or feedback or even really just, you know, vulnerable sharing from another person, whether that's, you know, something uh, personal that they're sharing or even like some sort of a problem or a solution. Um,
1: I think what I would add to that, though, is not only they're not inviting it, they can't. So a person that's dysregulated, if you're dysregulated, you actually cannot participate in a conversation. Like, I mean, depending on the spectrum of how extreme we're talking, it's just not even possible. I mean, one of the things that like simple tracking things, if you're really anxious, you're not going to be paying attention to what this person's saying. You're not hearing, you're hearing like every third word or something.
0: And it's interpreted through the lens of your anxiety. The interesting thing about uh, being dysregulated is oftentimes other people will describe you as being like aggressive or or even hostile in some senses. Like I was like to dramatize things. So it's like if you imagine um, you're looking, I'm sitting across the mic from from Nathan and it's like I'm imagining if he's dysregulated, he's putting his hands out. And he's like shoving me away with this like angry face, like trying to do something to me on purpose, like get off me, you know, like get, you know, shove me to the ground kind of a thing. But in his mind, he's dysregulated. He's like frustrated. He's like not being heard or he's anxious. And in his mind, he's being defensive or self-protective. He's like, hey, I'm just trying to tell you like you're not hearing me. And so that the disparity between those two perspectives is gigantic because you're interpreting everything through the lens of your dysregulation.
1: Yeah, um, that's an interesting thing. I've actually told like four people this week, uh, I may be more than that, like, you know, hey, when this person is reactive to you, they are not that you think they're attacking you. They are not. They are actually thinking that you are attacking them. Right. <laughs> With, you're the bear. <laughs> right. You're going, I didn't even do anything. Like <laughs> they think you did. Um, and they think you're currently doing it, which is why they're reacting the way they are. I mean, in the situations of fights that are going back and forth, I find that most often both people feel powerless. I mean, the reason why they're yelling as loud as they are is because they're not being heard and they're, they're powerless and they're not important. And Another person's yelling back going, no. I'm powerless and not important, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> essentially. It's the same thing. It's like a, you know, and, and it's true. I think the only way that that's different is with uh, sociopathy. Like, like, being a sociopath, that's different. We're not talking, you know, it's like 3% of the population or something. So if you are coupled with a sociopath, I apologize. And you're right. They are attacking you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Please call 911 now. <laughs> right. But, and so... Um, The part of the point of this episode is to kind of help you tune in maybe more than you ever have um, to the differences between dysregulation and regulation for your own body, because your body actually is experiencing things faster and then it's letting your mind know and your mind might be like, we're fine. It's fine. Even though you're not fine, like because your mind is so used to going, oh, the status quo is that we're somewhat dysregulated. So we're not going to worry about this, Um, and you might be like other people. Might be like, man, you're kind of the person's little anxious there, guy. You know, you might need a calm. I'm not anxious. What are you talking about? Okay, I means I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, it's the kind of thing that might be so normal to you that you don't even realize it's happening. Or another way of looking at this that I see with people is that they are so disconnected from their bodies, meaning they're up in their heads, they're thinking, they're problem solving, and maybe they feel. To them, they feel fine because if you're in your head, (laughs) literally like just in your head, you're you're just a head sitting there, (laughs) right? Your body is somewhere else. And you're like, I don't even know. I don't know what my body's doing. I have no clue. Then you're not feeling any of the dysregulation. You're not feeling your your um, hands clench. You're not feeling your chest pound or a pit in your stomach. You're not feeling your breathing get more shallow and quicker or stop altogether. You're not feeling the blood pump through your body as you get more agitated or angry or upset. You're not feeling any of the like shame come over you. um, If that's part of your dysregulation, you're just experiencing what you are thinking in your head and you're completely unaware of all that other stuff, but it's affecting you.
1: Maybe you've had an experience. um, I've had this happen a couple times where you're. You don't, you're doing something. You've got a lot of stuff to to do in your life. Um, You're really focused as one thing is really stressing you out and it finally gets done and you physically feel like your shoulders, like a weight come off your shoulders. Like, and I've had, and you don't even know that it's there. like, you're like, what? Oh my gosh. I just, it's like, it's like, it happens. Like you click enter on your computer. This project is done. And you're like, (sighs) like, Welcome to the fact that you've been dysregulated for a very long period of time, however long you've been stressed out,
0: yeah, and let me just add too that this can also happen for you therapists that are listening, right? Just because you are a therapist and you're in some senses in charge or you're in control of the of the session, just meaning like you're directing it or you've got special training or whatever doesn't mean that we don't experience this. I've definitely been in the room with people and it's getting heated or. Uh, the person is sharing something very intensely, maybe sometimes it seems like it's about me. And I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure it's not. They're just upset. Or if it's a couple, you know, and there's just a lot of conflict that's happening, it can be like, whoa, this is starting to get out of hand. And I need to interject and do something. I can feel my own body as a therapist becoming slightly dysregulated. So for therapists, also, we want to make sure that you know, this does happen. That's a thing. And you also need to keep yourself regulated in the session because you kind of become the pulse of the room and you're hopefully able to bring it back down for people. And if not, at least you can recognize when it's getting too dysregulated and you can set some boundaries to make sure that it doesn't get out of hand.
1: Yeah. So one of the ways, uh, one of the things to keep in mind, too, is if therapist, you are dysregulated, your client probably knows that. They, they might not have the language to say anything about that or they might feel weirded out. So it's probably wise to speak to it if you if you've noticed it and then you're and then the client's looking at you weird. Just assume they saw something that they don't understand and they're not sure where you're at. And as you take a deep breath, you might be like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry there. I just I had to do this earlier um, in the last week, actually, because all of a sudden the person well, the person had said something that made me think about this stressful situation that I had driving one time and I all of a sudden recalled it. And I was like, and it, it didn't really have to be honest, anything to do with what the person was saying. And so, um, I was like, I'm sorry when you said that it reminded me of this stressful situation. So you probably noticed I was, I was weird. He, oh yeah. Yeah. no, I saw, it. I'm like, They go, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, like, "How much is it going to cost me?" (laughs) Anyway, you're just joking. I'll give you a five dollar (laughs) discount. But but I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm fine." But uh, you know, you call it out. People go like, "Okay," and that actually regulates because that moves us into a piece of this thing called co-regulation.
0: Sometimes, just yeah, like you're saying, pointing it out that you are dysregulated or that there is something happening is like, "Oh, that actually makes me feel better." Maybe because that's what's going on. I can have that pointed out or also because, oh, I'm feeling that, too.
1: Right. And so it, and as people, we're often doing this co-regulation thing, right? It, like if this is one thing that happens with me, I have a if I have a person come in that is either angry and I, I can see anger uh, like 100 miles away or they've got a lot of anxiety, I find myself calming down. Like I start like dropping down, you know, and that tells me. I will use now having done this a few thousand times, I know like, oh, they must be pretty anxious because I'm noticing that I'm calming down. Like I'm trying to co-regulate. I'm trying to actually help them regulate. My body is doing that to make the situation safe for everyone. And I will use it and I'll just ask the person like, um, what's going on for you? It seems like you might feel a little sharp or I might use different words than emotional words. Um, Maybe a little bumpy or or scrunchy. Grumpy
0: or agitated. Yeah,
1: yeah. And um, sometimes if um, I will choose to use the different language in order to help the person um, get out of their typical vocabulary that they might say, which would be like, that's kind of why I say it like that, because it kind of throws them off enough to be able to answer rather than just saying, I'm fine. Like, because we all know that you're not fine, bro. You know, if I can try to, to elicit a closer to accurate response, then it's going to be a better conversation. And also it tunes them into their, them wondering like, how do how do you know that like I'm, you know, that I'm feeling like this? Well, because as people, we pick this up. And that's the thing we're encouraging both sides of the aisle here is that you are going to be more visible than you maybe expect or want to be because you're a human and you're regulating all the time. So therapists, if you've had a bad situation, you just can't like, you know, a fight with a partner or something, uh, like at lunch on your lunch, and then now the client's in there and you're like, oh, I'm just gonna regulate fine. And you know enough to know like, well, I need to take a few moments and walk around and then I'll be okay. Like, you can't also assume that that just did it. You You probably need to do a body scan when you sit in your chair and just go like, okay, let's see what's going on. What am I noticing? Who's my next person coming up? What's their issue? How's that? And then notice how that feels as you bring their issue up. And, and that kind of thing. That's kind of the process. And yes, client, this crap has to happen. Which, by the way, as a complete side note, is why I wear such relaxed clothing. <laughs> justifications.
0: That'll be, for, that'll be for another episode. What are excuses and justifications and <laughs> rationalizations?
1: <laughs> it's fine, buddy. I'm justified wearing that. Anyway.
0: But no, that's a good, a good segue into, okay, so we're talking about regulation. You know, that dysregulation happens and why it happens, how it impacts things. Let's spend the last bit of this uh, podcast talking about okay, what do you do? You know, you talked about like breathing, um, wearing relaxed clothing, this body scan thing. I think those are some great tools because, as you said earlier, the dysregulation is happening in your body. So, when you are feeling emotions, you're, you know, feeling whatever it is you're feeling, your body is going to be manifesting that or it's going to be expressing it in some way. And so, you can then work backwards by starting with your body and regulating some of the aspects of your body in order to then soothe or calm or relax the insides of your body, the things that are inside your body, like your emotions, and then your thinking will get less rapid. So one of the things you can start with, it's kind of the obvious one, is your breathing. Well, let me say this, actually. Do a body scan, like you said, Nathan, to check in and just with your mind's eye, Notice all the different aspects of your body, maybe starting with your head going down to your feet. And you can literally spend 15 to 20 seconds doing that doesn't have to be long. And notice like, where am I tight, tense, or just not relaxed. And one of the first places is going to be in your chest, you're going to notice that your breathing has quickened. Because remember, if you're in fight or flight, your breathing has to speed up, your heart rate's going to get faster, blood's going to pump through your body, you're going to notice all that stuff. So regulation then means like slowing down my breathing, taking deeper breaths. Some people will use what's called box breathing. Um, That's a great tool. You can look that up. I prefer diaphragmatic breathing, which is uh, your chest stays still and your stomach comes out. You try to fill up your stomach with air as you're breathing and so your chest is going to stay a little bit more full that to me feels more relaxing for other people it's that other kind of a breathing but their breathing is one of the great tools that's going to help slow down your heart rate and get your breathing back under control so that your body is going to get more oxygen and feel more relaxed
1: one of the things that's interesting is your heart actually sends four times the amount of signals to your brain than your brain does to your heart so your your brain can go it would be like we're in danger, we're in danger. But if you control your breathing, if you can get your breathing under control, because your heart will respond to that immediately. It'll go like, holy crap, we're in danger. So you can reverse engineer this through breathing. As you start to get your breathing under control, your brain will go like, we're in danger, we're in danger. Your heart will go, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not. Like, And it, it, so it's, it's kind of like that simple feedback thing.
0: And if you have a, uh, a watch that's got a heart rate monitor on it, that's one way you can tell. You can see your heart rate stay really, if it's really high, like 80, 90, 100, something like that. You can actually breathe and watch that heart rate come down.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, a nice little piece of biofeedback that we now have, <laughs> like almost everybody has Seriously. now. It's so crazy. I guess one of the things I want to say is we're, we're basically telling you, you, you probably are a little more dysregulated than you think you are. And so part of this, we don't, you don't necessarily need to go straight to breathing. We're not saying that. But when you start to slow down and notice like, okay, let's just trust these two weird podcast guys because maybe you had a not fun conversation, but you wouldn't say it's disequilibrating or something huge. And just note, just slow down and just do a little thing. Just notice your heart rate, like notice your body, notice how you feel, and then think about that argument and just see where your body goes. Just notice it. You will not be able to control what your body does. It will just do it. And that's not because we're trying to make a science experiment for you. We just want you to kind of, if you start to get used to how these things, how your body's moving, you will be more attuned to changing things quicker um, when you're in any conversation to be able to be present in it. But to where even the other piece of the pie here, you start to notice that you're not present. So you need to leave. You need to probably go because it's a waste. You're not hearing most of anything this person's saying. Yeah, or
0: at least to slow down. Take some pauses. You know, whether it's tell somebody that you need uh, a timeout. Like, hey, I think I need a few minutes to think about this. If you're in a meeting um, at work and you're dysregulated, you can just slow your thinking down instead of giving immediate reactions. <sighs> Breathe and think. Like, give yourself some time to just really slow way down. In your responses, so that you're not just being reactive. That can also give yourself time and space to regulate.
1: Yeah, one of the things, just as I'll just say as we close here, is that if you're being told that you don't remember conversations very well or you're not there or whatever, but you seem to with other situations, it's likely that whoever you're talking to is just kind of making you anxious and you are not tuned into that and you are not hearing much of what they're saying and you can't recall it because anxiety is not a good memorable thing. At any rate, breathe well.
0: Thank you for co-regulating with us.
1: Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course nine ways to overcome fear and self-doubt and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life thanks again for listening